for walking with me. I'm beat and... Getty? Yeah? My voice is cautious, because I know what comes next and don't really want to venture there. If there was some kind of problem... I'm not sure if the flash of hurt in my eyes stops his words, but they stop nonetheless. He nods in silent understanding. Well... If you need any kind of help, I'm here, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. I murmur softly. Good night. I walk away, knowing he hasn't moved and is watching me make my way through the night toward my house. He's sweet and kind. So very different from what I'm used to, and so I need distance between us. It would be way too easy to lean on him, use his friendship to get through this, when I know better than anyone that the only person I can depend on is myself. And yet the weight of his stare and the concern in his eyes are like magnets pulling me backward, begging me to find someone I can confide in, when all I really need to do is learn how to manage this new life on my own. Keep walking, Getty. You can let him in once you figure yourself out. I look out toward the moonlit ocean view beyond and take stock as to why I'm here. It seemed like the stars aligned when my mother's oldest friend offered to let me stay in the vacation house she and her husband were renovating before they could flip it. And because of that, I have a roof over my head, a place to reflect on what I want a solitary space where I'll be able to come to terms with the mistakes from my past so I can have a better future. You don't know their mistakes until you make them, or learn from them. Let's hope I've done both and can move forward. I walk down the alleyway, past my car, parked in the narrow, shrub-lined driveway to the front door of the old cottage. Skipping over the third step to avoid the broken wood slat, I remind myself that should be first on the very long list of repairs that I need to schedule for the house. It's the least I can do, considering she's letting me stay here for free during the renovation. Exhaustion hits me like a ton of bricks once I'm inside. I move through the darkened foyer quietly, in practiced precision as if I'm still back in the Palo Alto house. I flick the light off in the kitchen, surprised I forgot to turn it off before I left, and ignore my grumbling stomach for the enticing hot water of the shower. Hopefully the muscles in my lower back will get used to my standing on my feet for eight-hour shifts soon, because this constant ache is annoying. But it also means I'm doing this. Changes are really happening, and the past is over. In a show of defiance no one will ever see, and only I will understand, I make a trail of my discarded clothes as I walk down the hall toward the bathroom light I purposely left on at the end of the hallway. A beacon of imagined hot water calling my name. Shoes, shirt, bra, Skirt, panties, all come off one by one, throwing them to the floor in a messy trail as I go. I'm exhausted, 
my mind, still preoccupied with the mistake I made tonight, dropping the bottle, so that when I clear the doorway, it takes me a second to come to my senses. The reaction is instantaneous. An ear-splitting scream. A physical jump back. A shock to my heart and hands immediately reaching to cover my pelvis and breasts. At the sight of the man standing in my bathroom. And not just any man. No, but a buck-naked man. Tripping in water. I see a flash of ink on his back in the partially fogged-up mirror's reflection. One hand holds a towel up to his wet hair. The other is doing... I don't know what, because I'm so fixated on his presence that thinking clearly isn't a priority. Help! I scream the moment I get my wits about me, body frozen in fear, mind reeling.